You're listening to Nicholas Acosta, host of the podcast Home to All, an all-inclusive real estate podcast. Nick sits down with guests to talk about real estate and how it works. Enjoy the episode. All right. Good morning, everybody. Uh, this is Home to All, an all-inclusive real estate podcast where we talk to guests about how real estate works. I'm Nicholas Acosta, a licensed Florida realtor with EXP Realty here in Orlando, Florida, downtown Orlando to be exact. Uh, please make sure to share, like, and comment this show today. I was also, also subscribe today on Spotify, Google Podcast, and you can also ask uh, Amazon Echo. I have the device in the house, so it's hard to hear, say it because she'll listen to me, the Echo device. Uh, you can ask her to play the most recent episode of either this podcast or the Real Estate Show with a View. You can reach me at www.downtown.expert or 407-508-8809, Facebook, Instagram, Home Doll 101. Um, today, another special guest, as always, uh, Jamie Hoover with Blanchard Insurance. Jamie, welcome to the show. Good morning. Uh, we hope you're staying safe and doing well. How are you today? Good morning. Thank you for having me. Yep, all is well, safe and sound. Awesome. Um, let me go ahead and fix this. I'm still getting used to this whole thing, but um, so what is you know life like right now in terms of insurance? I was looking over you guys' website in this past uh, week or so, and uh, I see that you guys have multiple things here, like auto insurance, home insurance, commercial insurance, just to name a few. Um, can you go into details? What is what is the insurance world looking like right now um, in our post-pandemic world, so to speak? It is uh, very busy. <laughs> I think that uh, with the COVID-19 uh, and people working from home, they have decided to review their insurance policies to check their coverages, to see if they're in line with their premiums. We've been able to, they, they've spent a little time organizing their lives, so to say, while they're quarantined. Um, so the phone's been ringing. We've been super busy. We haven't missed a beat with anything. And um, they're, they're looking for help with their premiums, making sure their home premiums are in line, maybe getting some payments on their auto insurance deferred or changing coverages to what they can afford. A lot of the auto insurance companies have changed mileage for people now that they're not driving to work. They're reducing their mileage on their policy and being able to give some credits on the premiums. So we've been helping some clients through that as well. Real estate um, has been very busy from what we know because we're getting a lot of quote requests, a lot of people moving from the north to Florida um, to the, you know, to the vacation state. And we've been very busy with new homes as well. So um, all in all, on the insurance side, we have stayed really busy helping clients. Uh, yeah, I could definitely what you mentioned about the real estate market and it has been busy. I've I've been out showing homes, of course, practicing safe precautions or practicing safe measures. Uh, but we have, yeah, it hasn't stopped. And I even mentioned to some of my colleagues and to my spouse that the days actually seem like, I'm sure you feel the same way, the days seem like they're slipping away faster and faster just because now that we're home and we're working from home or have been working from home, um, it's just like I've spent most of my time just working. And then before you know it, it's like six o'clock at night. So yeah. It's been it's been the same way here. And um, we're located in Altamont in the scan design building here in Central Florida, but we have insurance agents statewide. And a lot of them were already working remote. Um, so we didn't have a lot of things that we had to change. Everything just kind of went on seamlessly. Everybody has their work from home set up and they're in office set up. So they're available 
um, all the time and on weekends. So that portion of this didn't change at all for us. So we were able to keep going. And I think that that maybe, you know, in regards to our competition, maybe they skipped a couple beats on, you know, resetting up or, or moving people around, but we've been pretty hot and heavy. Um, so it's been good. Now, when it comes to business insurance, though, we have been helping a lot of our small business owners. And with the pandemic, that's not necessarily um, covered in a lot of the business policies for loss of income. So I know a lot of the small business owners have have kind of struggled uh, missing that income from when they were closed down and then restarting again. So we were trying to help some uh, business owners through that as well. So where a lot of businesses shut down, but then we had a lot of new people emerging and opening their own businesses too. So I guess with insurance, it kind of uh, goes both ways. You, you win some, you lose some, um, and you just try to help everybody along the way. Awesome. And I was just thinking of uh, something to ask you while we're talking, because we live, Lee and I live in uh, the view of Lake Yolo in a condo. And I noticed yesterday, because we have these bulletin boards uh, throughout the property, you know, notifying us of like meetings and, uh, you know, things going on, events or whatever. And I noticed yesterday, in which I've already done this, uh, it was asking for people to provide the property management office with a copy of their condo insurance disclosure or deck page, declaration right. page. Um, and it's something funny, they, they've never, I mean, I, I had it always right away because I don't I didn't think I told you my history. Like I was, I worked for progressive insurance for like 20 years as a personal injury protection agent or a, I'm sorry, adjuster. And um, so I was always, you know, on top of these things, like I am now still, because, you know, I still have my license and all that, the adjuster 620 license, which I keep up even though I'm not practicing. Uh, but I noticed that and I'm like, I just like, why did, I guess because of what's going on with COVID, they decided to just start asking for it, I guess, in case something were to happen. You know, maybe is it, is it due to liability because of the potential of people getting a virus in public common areas of the building? Yes, I, I would I would say that that's part of it. Um, they're reviewing their master policy at the condo association and then making sure that, you know, everybody has their coverage in place for their their condo insurance. Um, so, you know, and with condos, too, I think what happens is that a lot of people let that particular coverage lapse. And that's probably just them doing their due diligence as well, making sure everybody's coverage is in place, um, you know, for the condo insurance. And, you know, even with a lot of employers, you know, if you're driving, if you're in sales, you need to carry a certain amount of liability. 100, 300 on your policies is what your employer, you know, wants you to have. But which employers are really checking that every year to make sure that they're keeping that auto coverage up in place. So it's probably more due diligence than anything. Um, we work with a lot of property managers in the area as well throughout in the, the vacation, you know, areas of Central Florida. And one of those issues is that somebody may own a home and they have a, a homeowner's policy, but then they've decided to short term rent that property. Um, and then they have to change that policy to something different. So a lot of property managers are telling us that sending us referrals because people are not covered properly. They used to live in the home, they have insurance, now they've moved and they're renting it. And that changes as well. Mm -hmm. So you have to look, I think this has just been an incredible time for people to get their lives in order and have that time to do that, you know, and the home projects, everybody's house better look like HGTV right now because we've had plenty of time. Right. <laughs> no excuses. 
<laughs> no, no, and that's what you know. That's probably why people are listing and they're ready and they've had time to prepare themselves to you know to make those life changes. And I think getting your financial paperwork and your insurance paperwork in order is just one of those things that has come about during this. I know I couldn't agree more. I think I read something from National Association of Realtors dot org. It was something about they were talking about uh, there is still there's going to be a resurgence of home buying. And a whole bunch of houses will start getting listed over the summer. It's obviously we're in getting near the end of June, but technically summer's not over, guys. We have a ways to go, and that's what we're listening out there. That if you're sitting there ready or not prepared for this wave, if you're in real estate, um, I definitely would advise you to go ahead and get ready because it's going to come no matter what. Everybody's scared to be out, you know, and they're talking about, you know, wearing face coverings now in public, but at the same time, um, I haven't seen a drop off in, in buyer and actually people are looking to, I'm sure you, you're getting different policies too, because people are looking for bigger houses. So they have more space if we ever had to go into lockdown in the future again. So I'm sure you guys yes. are getting that too. Oh, I definitely agree. And, uh, I have some friends that are even looking from Florida to buy second homes in the mountains, uh, and in different parts of the state places that they can get away if this does happen again. And or when it does happen again, I guess we should say uh, for sure. But one thing I do want to mention, seeing that, you know, the majority of, of the listeners are probably here in Central Florida, is that insurance is getting homeowners insurance is getting very difficult. A lot of the insurance markets have been hit by insurance carriers, I should say, have been hit by uh, roof fraud and water claim fraud. Uh, the free roofs and the roofers from the hailstorms and insurance premiums have increased drastically. And guidelines have tightened up. So if your client are not getting insurance quotes in the beginning of the process and they don't know exactly what they're looking at, you know, that's one of the, the biggest tips I can give today is check early. Um, it's not just because of COVID. It's we're in hurricane season. Guidelines have tightened up. The fraud and the claims have been extreme and Seminole, Orange Lake, and Osceola counties have been hit the hardest. So it used to be Miami that was the whole, you know, issue. And now it's all moving up with um, Orlando and the Central Florida area. So insurance premiums are not what they used to be. And there's very few insurance carriers that are writing business in the area. So be very careful with getting the insurance quotes early for your clients. Um, yeah, that's a good point you brought up. I mean, in the old days, what was it, like in 91 or something? What was it in Hurricane Andrew that came through Homestead, Florida, that destroyed a lot of Homestead, Florida in the Miami area? And everyone thought, okay, that's never going to happen in Central Florida. But then I guess there's a 2004 Hurricane Charlie came through the Orlando yes. area. It was yes. supposed to make landfall in Pinellas, but it did a, a, a hook to the right and then went right through Orlando. And then, of and, course, yeah, go ahead. Sorry. Oh, I'm sorry. No, no, you're good. And then we were just saying, and then we had the tornado here in Orlando, like in the city in Fern Park area, like a, or in Conway area, like a few weeks ago, too. And every time that there is a situation like that with any sort of hail or storm, the roofers come out in droves. And a lot of it's legitimate damage and a lot of it is not. So be careful with making claims contact your insurance agent, check your deductibles, um, and don't let a roofer on your roof without talking to somebody first. The claims have just been extreme and it's affecting everybody. So we want to make sure that everybody is educated, the real estate agents, the lenders, 
and the clients um, to make sure that they know what they're what they're looking at when they have a claim situation or something happening. You know, it's crazy. You mentioned 0405 and with all the roofs that were replaced then with all of the hurricanes that came through, you know, two or three hurricanes back to back, um, the, those roofs are now 15 years old and a lot of them, they didn't get permits pulled. And you know, this from showing houses, um, there's no permit on file. You can't find the age of the roof and they're 15 years old. So they're showing wear and tear because the Florida sun just beats down. And um, there's not a lot of good life expectancy left on a lot of those roofs. So the insurance carriers are looking at roof age. A lot of them have brought it down to 10 years and newer on roofs. So it's gotten very tight and insurance premiums have increased and everybody needs to expect an increase for the next few years. So if we all set the expectation, then we're good. Oh yeah. That, that you have brought up a good point just now about the, the, 15 years, almost 15 years from the Hurricane uh, Charlie days when we had like four or five named storms that came through Florida back then. It was just a crazy summer. And yeah, and most of the houses here that I do show in Orlando, I'll ask the seller or the seller's agent, I should say, or if it's a listing, how old is your roof? And they'll say, some of them will try to say, that's 13 years old. And I'll be in my head because of working with inspectors and knowing from insurance stuff, Okay, that's gonna have to be replaced. And then they'll look at me and like, no, it's not. It's it's got a 30-year roof on it or a 20-year roof on it. I'm like, and then, my, and then I'm like, wait a minute, it's Florida. The sun beats down on it every day. Uh, and also when we have the inclement weather, like rain, fall, or hail, um, that there's a lot of factors that this is not a normal state that will have a roof that lasts forever because the sun's so bright here. So I agree with you completely on that. Right. And the other the other issue with that, too, is the insurance carriers are not taking roof certifications saying how old the roofs are and saying how much. the It doesn't matter if it's 15, 18 years old and it has five years life expectancy left. Right. That's not an option anymore because they've had so many claims. They've just totally lost. It, it takes an insurance carrier multiple years on your premium to make money, you know, because they're paying insurance for the insurance, the reinsurance. They're paying underwriters, they're paying marketing. And so when you're paying your $1,500 annual premium, it takes a few years, 10 years for that to cover your new roof you need. So the the money just doesn't add up and the losses are extreme. So um, that what, the, what the sellers don't understand, and I, and I do agree on both ends, is that the, the sellers don't understand that, well, my roof is only 15 years old. It's a 30-year shingle. It should at least last 20 years. Why do I need to replace it? Right. Those are the challenges that are coming up for the real estate agent. And they're hard to explain. And now it's hurricane season. So there is no, if the buyer buys this property, they're going to have 30 days to replace their roof. The insurance company is okay with it. That's not going to happen during hurricane season. So there are some challenges and the insurance issues need to be brought up in the beginning of the contract. So that you can use it for negotiation purposes. Exactly. And that's what I always advise and disclose all my clients that are buyers or sellers. Um, I'm not afraid to share. And I know you wouldn't be either. I'm not afraid to share with them that, hey, look, you told me you have 15 years left on the roof. It's 15 years old. I'm just going to tell you from going through inspections and working with insurance companies before that they're going to tell you that the roof has to be replaced. So let's just get this out of the way now, because if not, once an inspector says that the roof is shot and even though it, it, it has like five years left on it, but it, you know how it is in Florida, um, that basically um, 
this is a way to, you know, hey, you, you put a new roof on and you'll probably have an easier time. And then personally, me too, I would do the same thing. I'd, I would put a new roof on before I listed the house so I have a better chance of selling it and also getting the most value of the house and just get it over with because it's going to come up no matter what. So, And then the other thing too, to touch on real quick, uh, you mentioned about permits for the ones during like, uh, you know, Hurricane Charlie and all that back in the day, 15 years ago. It's funny when I go to the Orange County uh, permit site to look at roofs ages for people, their, their, their houses, I can't find anything. So there were a lot, I agree with you that there must've been a lot that were not permitted and they were just done under the table because I can't find any information on the roofs. And then the, the buyer, I mean, the seller would say, I don't remember when I put the roof on, I think 20 years ago and that's it. So. <laughs> and that's, that's the challenge. And there's just not a lot of exceptions right now there. I mean, don't get me wrong. There are a couple insurance carriers that will take that 20 year old roof. Some insurance carriers are starting to add depreciation in and, and give you a, a disclaimer that says we're going to start adding depreci depreciation in on that roof and not give you that full replacement cost, you know, at the, at the end of it, if they can't figure out the age. So you're going to see some guidelines change. They want some updates on the homes. Uh, they want the water heaters less than 15 years old, any plumbing issues, you know, resolved. They're doing their own inspections. So you get a, some, some want the four points, some are doing their own inspections just to cover themselves. Uh, the water claims have been tremendous. You know, you have a pipe that busts under the bathroom sink, you're not home and you had wood floors and now you're replacing wood floors through a 3000 square foot home to, so everything matches bottom kitchen cabinets were affected but they need to match the top now your busted bathroom sink has cost sixty thousand dollars for the insurance carrier so that's where all of this is coming from and insurance is great when you when you need it nobody likes it until you need until you need to use it <laughs> so it's a it's a double-edged sword you know nobody likes it because you have to pay for it but you're gonna like it when you need it no yeah i agree it's I think with my late father, I used to always make, he was a doctor, but he owned his property outright and he did have insurance because we lived on the Gulf of Mexico in Pinellas. But he, he would mention like you were talking about the, the double-edged sword here with, he's like, why am I paying this? Because I haven't had to make it, he, like, he had it for 20 some years, we own the house and he never had to make a claim. So it was like, why? I said, well, dad, if you, something did happen, you'll need it. Trust me, you know, it's like his deductible or whatever was pretty high. It was like, I don't know, 12% of the value of the home. So he would have to come out with that much out of pocket, but it would be better to have it rather than not. And like Lee and I, we own the condo out right here in the view at Lake Yola. Obviously, insurance is required because we're, you know, we share the, you know, the common walls and the common spaces, right. um, even though we only insure inside the walls of the condo. Um, however, I'm, I'm old fashioned and I believe in, uh, you know, while I also was in the insurance industry for 20 years, but for auto insurance, I guess I have a little bit of a bias, and, but I also saw what it was like for people not having the proper coverage or no coverage at all, or the, or their coverage lapsed. And then they come to us saying, you need to pay us, pay us on our premium or on our, 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 our claim here. And we would have to unfortunately tell them that you let the coverage lapse or you didn't get adequate coverage to cover this particular item. So it's very important, like Jamie's saying, and, and this is, a, I'm glad we're, I have you on the show today to talk about this because this is crucial. And also, and she mentioned too, and I know you mentioned that about being careful about like the roofers fraud claim or the fraud situations, because right now with the pandemic going on, there's going to be a lot of opportunists out there. 
uh, maybe coming after elderly or people that are not sure exactly what they need to get in terms of, of getting their roof fixed or whatever it may be for their property, uh, or that they just need to make sure that they properly vet the company and make sure that they have a license and they're in bonded insured. And uh, what are like some resources that people can use to make sure that the roofer has their license all up to par and they're insured? Right. We have a really good relationship with the better with the uh, the BBB, the Better Business Bureau, and uh, our owner of the company, Michael Tonzetic, sits on the board there. So I would definitely refer people to the Better Business Bureau to to check that. Uh, we don't personally refer any roofers. We you know use any preferred vendors when it comes to like water remediation, fire, things like that that the insurance carriers offer. But other than that, to check to see if somebody is licensed and insured and their reviews, check their Google reviews. Uh, we've been working really hard on our Google reviews and our testimonials, and we have over 500 testimonials ourselves. So check a company that's put some effort into Google reviews and the Better Business Bureau. They have a pretty good screening process, um, you know, for you know getting you information on things like that as well. And these problems just are not going to end anytime soon. This is just the beginning in the insurance market of these these increases and these these guidelines. Every every week we get some guideline change from a company for solo, Seminole Orange Lake and Osceola County of a minimum coverage requ requirement now. Some are four and five hundred thousand dollar you know coverage requirements. Uh, the roof age, the plumbing age, the updates, uh, they're changing every we just I just had a client we were trying to help that the lender gave her a max for her in homeowners insurance that could be $130 a month. She's got a 1950 home with a flat roof. We have hmm. one market and it's $3,000 a year. She should have checked it in the beginning. Right. So it's make it or break it. You want your deals to close and have all of your I's dotted and your T's crossed. Then you need to start with the insurance because you know things are changing and the attorney multipliers on some of these claims too are extreme and we're talking when when one of the claims and you know this from the auto side right. from pip it started with i mean it's been going on with auto for years yep. and it has hit the home industry now and that ten thousand dollar twenty thousand dollar water claim turns into hundreds of thousands of dollars if it gets to court so that that's what they're dealing with on the insurance market side Oh, I know. And two, in our building, being in a condo, we're in a 35-story tower. And of course, if your pipes burst and you flood your unit below, that's another reason that you have to have the adequate coverage because that does happen in this building. It's happened a couple of times where out of no control, it's, you know, it just happens on its own. And, um, and I also imagine one last thing before we wrap up here uh, shortly, but the other question I had to ask you is that was on my mind when you were talking about how it's hitting the home industry like it you like it already did for the auto industry. Because when I was with the insurance company and personal injury, um, I would go to depositions all the time where the attorneys would try to rip me a new one, so to speak, and uh, but also threaten us with those multipliers you're talking about and claims that we did correctly, but they were still trying to find a reason to to get us for their client. Um, so the thing I was thinking about is our home policy is going to change in a, in a way that there may have to be some kind of coverage for like COVID-19 exposure. Like if somebody comes to stay with somebody and they get sick when they're on vacation. 
I actually had a real estate agent call me about that last week and it was similar. She was worried about her realtor E&O insurance. So there was a house she was showing her client and in the MLS listing, it said the person lived there had, had COVID, but had quarantined and is now clear, but they had to disclose that that person had had COVID in that house. She was worried about showing her client that house because what if something happened and he got infected Would her E&O cover it? And there is no coverage for pandemics right now. I do see that changing. Um, it's going to have to, to have something added in or they're going to start having to deal with what you just mentioned with the attorneys and the claims and the um, attorney multipliers to cover things like that. You know, on businesses, you worry about the loss of income. But then you also have this liability issue on the other side. So it was a valid concern that she had and her, you know, E&O is just not going to cover that. But she would, you know, thankfully we have a good relationship and she called and asked the question and I just told her to get, get her disclosure signed. <laughs> oh no, I, I'm using the waiver for my listings and buyers. Um, I'm, I'm making sure that they're aware of it and having a conversation every time, but also giving them the document to sign, review and sign just to cover myself. I know I talked to an attorney once before. They said that obviously waivers can be argued in court, but I would rather have it than not have it at all because now I can show at least to the judge that I did my due diligence. I let this client know this is the risk that we're going to face. And actually, I just showed a rental the other day with the landlord and my client. Um, and first, the, the landlord wanted said, no, no, you don't need to bring a real estate agent in there with us. But I brought, I went with her and met with her at the property, like I do it all the time, just to make sure that she was safe and n- nothing was going on. Because I felt like as I'm working with her, I'm also going to be selling her house here in, in the next seven weeks. But we're getting on the market in the next seven weeks. But I wanted to make sure that there was no issues with the whole COVID thing. And the, the landlord did a really good job. He had the Clorox wipes or whatever disinfecting wipes and he was wiping down surfaces after we left and uh, we were all wearing gloves and he would open the doors for us because the tenants asked, which as you expect not to for anybody to touch the door handles, which I completely understand. So that's why it's crucial out there. Anybody listening today that's in real estate or sell a buyer's agent or sales agent, doesn't matter what you are or anybody in business, you know, uh, just be there to protect your clients, especially during COVID. And I don't want anything, didn't want to happen, anything happen to myself or the client or the landlord and everybody kept safe. We were all wearing masks, but still keeping our distance from each other. So. Right. Yeah, no, that's great advice. And I, from what I've seen, everybody's, you know, looks like they're doing a good job on that and it's just going to be the new normal for a while. So um, just, you know, make your arrangements and stick to it and be consistent. So it becomes your daily routine. Agree. And so what I'm doing now with the guests on my show what is your, like, in your personal life, what is your favorite passion, like, hobby or something that you like to do that you like to share with everybody? Oh, personal passion. Well, I have a blended family with a lot of teenagers at home right now who have been, well, whatever that was that they called it, virtual schooling <laughs> at home right. or whatever. So, yeah, so my break from all of that is um, boating. We just bought a boat like a lot of other people. <laughs> <laughs> right. Um, you know, and that is our our personal time, our family time. Get outside, enjoy the the weather. I don't have any personal hobbies, but um, you know, I still have kids in sports, and and my passion probably you know lies with taking care of my family in that regard. 
Awesome. That's all good stuff. I love it. Um, so I wanted to say, Jamie, I've got your information going down at the bottom of the screen with your name, your email and website. Is there a phone number you can give me or give them? Yes, you can call us at the office anytime at 407-788-8640 and talk to any of our agents. You can ask for me directly if you would like. And we can get you started to review your insurance, give you advice, you know, whatever you're looking for. And uh, like I said, a lot of clients are getting increases. They have questions and we're happy to help with anything. That's awesome. So this is Jamie Hoover, Chief Operating Officer of Blanchard Insurance. It's Jamie at BlanchardInsurance.com, www.BlanchardInsurance.com. Uh, Jamie, thank you very much for being on the show with me today. You're very welcome. Thank you for having me. You're welcome. So this has been Home to All an all-inclusive real estate podcast. Again, I'm Nicholas Acosta, a licensed Florida realtor with eXp Realty here in Orlando, Florida. You can reach me at downtown.expert or 407-508-8809, Facebook, Instagram, and LinkedIn at homedoll101. Wishing you guys all great real estate health. Be kind to everyone around you and keep practicing social distancing. Please make sure to share, comment, and post, like this post today. Um, this will be in podcast format for uh, Google Podcasts as well as seven other podcast uh, platforms, including iTunes and SoundCloud. Um, also subscribe today on Spotify and become a supporting member. If you're looking, looking to talk about real estate, contact me today to sign up for the show. Or if you're looking for a mentor and you need, or with another brokerage, reach out to me as well. I don't mind helping out anybody. And I help out everybody and anybody. Uh, Nick out for today. Um, see you next time. Again, Jamie, before I roll the credits, I want to say thank you and have a great day. You too. Thank you, guys. All right. Have a good day, guys. And I will see you guys here tomorrow and on the Home to All podcast again. This has been Home to All, an all-inclusive real estate podcast. Check out Nick's Facebook and Instagram page, Home to All 101, and his website, www.downtown.expert. Thanks for listening.